T pushes back. Broken trust in the process. And Bam Margera. And now WTMJ presents The Tripod, a sports and pop culture podcast with Justin Garcia, Scott Morris, and Ashton Rotman. We usually, the running gag, now that we're taking a peek behind the curtain here, we don't typically address those topics that we mention at the onset of the show. If you haven't figured that out yet. But we do have to issue an apology to Pam Margera, who apparently is not dead. Mm. I'm guessing you didn't see this, Scott. Go ahead. Fill me in. You'll laugh. <laughs> so that's a no. Um, so there's a lot of intrigue with this story, namely how this was on his mind at the time. But uh, Hulk Hogan tweeted out, I'll have to see if I can find the tweet so we can get it word for word. Uh, Hulk Hogan tweeting out <laughs> for Bam Margera. Oh, boy, this just takes you everywhere. Basically, Hulk Hogan saying, um, sorry to hear Bam Margera's dad. I really enjoyed hanging out with him. <laughs> Damn, Bam, I wish you were still with us. I sure would love to hang out again, my brother. Miss you. You don't have any sort H- of Hulk voice. H- you do all these impressions. You don't oh, have the Hulk, I can't voice. Do Hulk voice. You don't have anything. Ugh. So, Wait. like number one, what? That's what, the what, tweet yes. that what, you didn't say. Rest in peace. Not damn, bam! I I wish you were still with us. I sure would love to hang out again, my brother. Miss Maybe you. he just couldn't make it for the weekend. There was so, a follow up. So <laughs> this picture is really old, by the way. If you look at both Hulk Hogan and Bam Margera, that picture's. Like 10 years it's, old. It's old. So he has it hung out with Bam Margera in like 10 years and just randomly thinks, I wish I was hanging out with Bam Margera again. I like the girl in the background, too, that has the yeah. face of, oh, that's Bam Margera and Hulk Hogan taking a picture. So then he gets all this, whoa, Bam Margera's not dead, and tweets out again, got Ryan and Bam mixed up. Sorry, Bam. <laughs> oh. Ryan is Bam Margera's um, late best friend who died in that car accident like, what, 10 years ago? I thought it was soon. It was a long time ago. Well, it was a couple of years ago, anyway. It's right. not a new development. Ashton, you can look it up, but yeah, it's his name is Ryan Dunn, right? Ryan Dunn. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> seven years ago. So what do you oh, start with? Wow. 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 So, I, I thought it was like three years ago. So first of all, I'm just gonna let that one. <laughs> how, how many years ago was it? Seven. You said ten. Top by three, idiot. <laughs> So was more talking about he was wrong. He was just initially wrong oh, in yeah, that yeah, the yeah. person you're that wishing. That Margera is not dead, no, that you're wishing was person, still with you. But what made him think what was he about doing? his brother Ryan, who has been dead for seven years, well, that on way. this day I feel like, right. you know what, right now I really wish I was with randomly, him. Randomly. <laughs> yes. Man, you know. And it wasn't like the day, I, I the day I passed away was June 20th, so it's not yeah, like it was the same just, day. Like. It just, Hulk, Hulk just, he's just getting emotional, apparently. Yeah, I wish I was spending Memorial Day with Bam, but he's dead. He's oh, re- he was not. remembering him. That's what he was well, doing. I mean, the, the follow-up tweet of his wasn't necessary either because he could have played it, it off as 
I just, oh, really, I just, man, I wish I was still hanging out with him. No, that, would, that would involve Hulk being smart about something. Okay. What is Hulk up to these days other than mistaking <laughs> people, living people with um, dead people? Liveordead.net. Well, there is some uh, more growing belief that he's going to be up to what? Back in the fold. Back in the good graces? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been all those three years. So, well, he's not going to be like a full-time wrestler. I'm just curious how old he was. persona non grata. I would guess, do you know, hell. don't tell me if you do. He's old as hell. That's how old he is. 65. Nope. 62. Nope. 67. Nope. He's not. Is he 70? No, he can't be. No, he's not. 63. Okay, no. just he's in the six. What, what is it? Sixty four. Okay, well, I was just gonna let you keep going until you got it. So well, you, you went from sixty five to seventy to sixty two to sixty three. Well, because you just kept saying no. What got him booted out of the WWE most recently? It was, it was a we, it was a political. We can't it was, say. Was it was, this, this, it was more yeah. social? No, commentary. You, you're right. You're right. It was it was a, a racist uh, yes comment. Depending on who you ask, but. <laughs> you ask everybody but him. Yeah. <laughs> So there's really talk that he could be back. Oh, any, any Dana. There, like, there was a growing belief he was going to be back when they had that event in Saudi Arabia, what, like a month ago? Mm-hmm. That he was going to be like a surprise appearance. Oh, uh, the uh, – Which, I mean, that's not really the crowd to bring out the American hero for. Although, wasn't that one of his great – his final WrestleMania moment when he came out after uh, a uh, Middle Eastern wrestler whose name I don't remember – uh, well, his last WrestleMania. Oh, what was Remember that? Remember that? Um, was that at Staples Center? Well, his last WrestleMania moment was four years. It was at WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans when they had Hulk Hogan, The Rock, and Stone Cold in the ring at the same time. And he kept calling it the Silver Dome instead of the Superdome. Close. Both got S's and domes. <laughs> this is true. He needs the money, though, doesn't he? I get the sense you that know, he is, from a financial perspective. Whatever happened to his TV show? I watched well, the TV show. I did. He, I enjoyed it. Well, his family. Show I mean, when your family is, is, your son was in jail. Your wife left you and is married to. If anything, that's like nineteen. If anything, who looks makes just it, like a nineteen-year-old Hulk Hogan. And his makes new wife looks just like his daughter. <laughs> if anything, that, that would, show the Hogan knows best. Yeah, that that would make the show Does more he, entertaining. <laughs> What was the uh? What was, Gene Simmons had a show too, didn't they? Didn't didn't he? That was on A and E. That was with okay. uh, Shannon I watched, Tweed. I watched that one too. That was pretty yep. good. Why did uh, I watch well, those the ones shows who, are terrible. Family Jewels is that what it was? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And the the ones who got it started it was entertaining. I don't know. Was Ozzy? Ozzy, right? yeah. The Oz and that ones? was I didn't watch that one. Groundbreaking, and that term is used a lot. That was groundbreaking in a lot of ways, but it was. That kind of got the whole. Let's put a camera in a famous person's house and watch all the live. shows that were in VH1 that we've we've touched. You know what I watched last night? Oh God! I couldn't fall asleep, and uh, on Hulu they had the Lifetime movie of Saved by the Bell, the like reenactment thing they did what like four years ago. It's terrible, but I watched it again, and it Wait, still does not hold up. No, Wait, what is this year? What? They did a, a they redid Saved by the Bell for a TV made no, for TV movie. They did like a Saved by the Bell movie behind the like the untold story of Saved by the oh, Bell. Oh, the behind the scenes. It was based off of Dustin Diamond's book. That guy is crazy. If you have one takeaway from this, that guy is crazy. <laughs> Some of those behind the scenes, 
is it A and E that does that? I've seen the behind oh, the scenes of um, um, Poltergeist, the movie. I mean, like people oh, died. They just did back like there. Animal House. Too. Animal House. Caddyshack Caddy is a great one. It was about two hours. Can you it's circle back to the Poltergeist? The what? Oh yeah, it was like a cursed set. I caught it midway through. Was but that the like one too with the helicopter? A real where... person died on the set oh, of that yeah. movie yeah. about people like dying? A, at least a stagehand yeah. died. There were yeah. injuries. There were some very – they thought that the set was in some ways haunted because yeah, they're playing with a, a black magic and it's a evil was powers that involved. Was where like somebody was like basically decapitated by the helicopter? Yes, yes. Yeah. Craig T. Nelson, coach. Oh, that's right. Coach, coach was in that. Yeah. Coach was the – the main, the you know dad. what I, I've been hooked on too, like again, just over the weekend I would have it on, mm-hmm. and you just keep watching them. Mm-hmm. The Reels channel does like basically what they call autopsy or which, whatever, which just, is such garbage. I don't even know if that guy is a doctor. <laughs> no, He's I love, not even. A I love doctor. the guy explaining his yeah. process too. Like, so now I'm trying to figure out. What happened in those final? I don't care. Just tell me the biography of this person. I got caught on the Robin Williams one not uh, too I long seen ago. That yet. I saw Phil Hartman. Yes, the John Belushi one. I think we know what happened to Chris Phil Hartley. Hartman, and, and sadly, well, a lot I don't of those know guys. What do we do? We don't. There's still the Murder gap suicide. of like four hours, though. Well, we know what happened in Belushi and Far. I saw the Farley one, like you say. That was. A, I mean, we, I we, haven't we, seen that one yet. It's it's. Most, I feel like most of the stuff, though, we, for the most part, piece together through well, the drug years overdose, of... Drug overdose, dead. The show yeah, would be helpful. Yes, thank you, you know, thank you for clarifying what happened. And it's kind of a rule that goes for shows like that, or, you know, Nat Geo will do an entire series on the search for Bigfoot, and it's, if every end of every episode is the same thing, where you think you see a blur or something like... You, you need to have something... That we didn't know before at the end of the show. You need to know that Chris Farley died. Maybe he died right. of, of – it wasn't drug-related. Maybe One he was killed. One of the girls killed. that was with him yes. admits, you know what, I laced his drugs. You have to give us yeah. something I mean, at some point. Just, Otherwise, we know love. how it's going to go. I've had it for 20 anyway. years. That's love. So that's what I did this weekend. The behind-the-scenes stuff is good, though. Oh, that's a I, good also, uh, I also <laughs> recorded on Thursday and watched over the weekend – uh, that thing that ABC did on Michael Jackson and his like final months of life. Did, did you? What did you learn from that? I actually learned a bit, quite a bit. I mean, I, there's so much about him that we forget. I think, and it was weird By too. Choice in his case. Well, I mean, like not the personality stuff, but like everything that was going on behind the scenes with his finances and everything. Um, and it's so weird too that like the second he died, the narrative completely flipped, and nobody, there was no like, oh, he was kind of a weird guy. It was all, oh man, I can't believe he's dead, and mourning him immediately. Um, I remember the day he died. So do I. Do you remember that? I do. I, yeah. I can tell you exactly where I was. I uh, so can I. Go ahead. Oh, I was walking. I was at a baseball game. I was walking behind the two dugouts, and somebody in the stands. We were to a game. Somebody's like, "Michael Jackson just died." Okay, yeah, that's what happened. And uh, didn't Whitney Houston die the same day? Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. What day was like? What baseball game? This is a professional. No, high high school baseball. This is a a parent. So I was uh, I was working here. It was a Thursday afternoon. I was covering a Brewers game. 
and then went out to cover the NBA draft immediately after the Brewers game ended. And um, I remembered Farrah Fawcett died that morning, and I remember getting on the, the media elevator to leave the Brewers ballpark and get out to my car and drive out to St. Francis to cover the Bucks draft. And I remember as I get on the elevator, there are um, like concession workers or something for the stadium that get on as well, mm-hmm. and they're talking about, I can't believe Jackson is in the hospital out in L.A. too, and Jackson's dead, and they kept saying Jackson. Who would you think they were talking about? Phil Jackson. <laughs> so I immediately thought Phil Jackson is dead in oh. Los Angeles. I can't believe because this was uh, 09, 08? Had, yeah, on. So 09, 010, it was 09, 010, 08 or 09. 08, yeah, yeah 08, 08 or 09. 010. 09, 2010. It was somewhere in there. And I, yeah, oh my God, Phil Jackson's dead. I get in my car and then hear Michael Jackson is dead. How long did you go between thinking Phil Jackson was dead to knowing that it was Michael Jackson? 20 minutes, probably. 20. Is that a rough good? 20 minutes? Actually, you know what? I don't know that it was in my car. It may have been when I got out. Did to you St. feel Francis. better or worse when you find out found out the truth? Um,. That's a good one, because, uh, yeah, because that was when. Now keep in mind, when I was a kid, I, we already went over one of my true love, Bon Jovi and Michael Jackson, which does not age well. But those were those were it for me. Hmm. You didn't answer um, the question. I don't remember. I think I was probably more. <laughs> oh, bummed. thank God, Phil Jackson's still alive, and it's <laughs> right. just Michael Jackson who died. But or was like, it? Oh no, that's even worse. Or was it? Ah, that sucks. Either way, I don't, it sucks. I don't know. How, they're both terrible. Um, but like this thing, you forgot about like how much money problems he had, and like they went into more detail about the Conrad Murray and how terrible the doctor he was, and everything that was going on with that. And they, um, what was the documentary that they showed that they did too, like five years before he died, where? Um, Oh, the, that, uh, that um, British reporter yeah. followed him around. He, like, stayed with him for a couple yep, weeks. They yep. showed more of that. Whatever happened to that reporter? He was everywhere yeah. there for a while. And you just like, whoa, I forgot about half Simon of Simon Bashir? Martin. Martin Bashir. Martin Bashir, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was called Living with Michael Jackson. Yep. yep. Aptly named. But yeah, like all the... Is Martin it true Bashir. that in that documentary, is, is did they talk about... Because I... I had heard a rumor that he needed drugs to go to sleep every well, night. Well, he couldn't fall asleep. He couldn't, right, yeah. right. And they said, in, like it was likely stress related over his financial state that couldn't fall asleep, so he needed sleeping pills or whatever. And they were just prescribing him hmm. not like what you would use to get knocked out for surgery, and explained like he's living on this, so this is what he's using to sleep. You're not getting REM sleep, and his body is just breaking down. Knowing all that, we shouldn't have been surprised. There are certain celebrities who die prematurely, but when you hear about it, even if it is they're not ill, if it's because of drugs, there are some where you hear about it and you go, wow, I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked. I, I don't remember being totally shocked that Michael Jackson died. I'm like, you guys, I don't remember exactly where I was, but I don't remember being shocked And you it. knew it was Michael, not Phil. You know what shocks me is that Britney Spears is still alive. That's a fair take. That's a uh, fair take. We talked about this a couple of months ago too. With that, um, she was you know <coughs> well, just celebrity death pool. She was her odds were well, her for a head. while there. Well, and she's still I, I forget what it is, but I 
I remember telling you about the the podcast I listened to that looked at when was it two thousand two I think in that era where she just went nuts. Mm-hmm. She's still um, I don't remember what it's called, but she's still not in charge. Like her dad runs everything. Her dad controls all of her money. I think her dad technically is the guardian of her kids. Lindsay Lohan, another one, where there was a while there. I feel like I haven't heard about her in the news recently, though. No. But for a while there, about eight, nine years ago, she was, uh, let's just say, had we heard about something, sadly, I would not have been shocked. Didn't Amanda Bynes go crazy recently, too? She went through a little phase there, yes. Um, There's somebody else. Who's the actor, too? Uh, Shia LaBeouf? He's been out. He's yes, yes. He did he's, something. He does weird like art music. There was now. the weird, um, weird guy. There was the weird Joaquin Phoenix documentary and appearance on but Letterman. That which guy creeps said, me like, out. Well, it was he was in on the app, but you still don't really. Did you ever see that movie? No, that guy just creeps me the hell out though. And the appearance on Letterman, where remember that? It was like the it was like Andy Kaufman again mm-hmm. is what they're trying to say. But when you watch like. I don't know. Speaking of Jim Carrey, now is kind of lost out there. You know, there's something to be said for those actors because they said it about Robin Williams, who dealt with a lot of stuff. But Jim Carrey too, who when he when was the last time he had a role? But in a movie like he did with uh, was it Man on the Moon, right? Yeah. He becomes that actor. He oh, wants. Yeah. It, it, there's something about those actors who dive so deep into those characters. It's a little bit disturbing on a certain level, albeit it makes them great in that role and in that character, but it's a little disturbing. For example, when when Carrie played in uh, when he played um, uh, that role, what's his name? Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. He insisted that everybody call him Andy on the set. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. one of those that that well, always gives me a little the, bit uh, of a, the Netflix documentary right. that came out last uh, like around Not Thanksgiving. It's it's good. It's a little. Uh, I mean, it's, it's weird, but it's, like, it's man, well. It's well he done, was though. Really, really, and the fact that they have that much footage of it too, right? Because they show him around the set where he's not Jim Carrey. No, right. It's, it's like someone's like, ah, maybe we should document this just in case. I um, when I was watch, was watching the um, Chris Farley's life unravel in that uh, that show, um, they talked about all the roles that he had to turn down too because of Tommy Boy and because it was Tommy Boy was such a big hit that the network or the studio had an option on it or something where they could basically say okay you have to make another movie for us now so he was offered a handful of other parts and there's what was the one bigger movies well there's the one that was I can't remember the book now but it's the a book from and this script is it's another one that we were talking about with um with Poltergeist. It's a script that is apparently like haunted is what they're right, saying. Right. Because everybody attached to the role has died and the movie's never been made. It is um I can't remember what the book is, but it's set in New Orleans. And that was one that he really wanted to do. Um but the big one was Cable Guy, was written for, and I'm like in the 10% of the population that loves that movie and Mm -hmm. thinks it's great, but it was written for Chris Farley, and it wasn't a dark comedy. It was 
supposed to show like Chris Farley's vulnerable side. So that's what he wanted to do. And then when the studio said, nope, we're exercising this and made the black sheep, I think it was. Yep, which that's it. Not good. But uh, then Jim Carrey, because at the time that was the largest payday ever. But Jim Carrey's paid, I think, $20 million to do a cable guy. It just mm. turned it into a completely different movie. Hmm. So uh, that's what I did this weekend. I, I found the name. It's called, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's, yeah. an, it's an Inuit name. It's Atuk. Yeah. A-T-U-K. Uh, what's, John- what's the name of the guy he would have played? <sighs> French. You can't. I, you can't. He, the, the name is is the name of the movie. Is the but name did of the they, guy. Uh, did they, do they show everybody that's been... Well, it was tied uh, to that. Yeah, it, w- it was John Belushi, Sam yeah. Kinison, John Candy, Phil Hartman, and Chris Farley are all people that Ooh, were involved. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Well, I think they did a, like a Broadway too that uh, Ron Swanson did. Really? Yeah, but yeah, John Candy, Belushi, Phil Hartman, Farley. Mm. Naturally, mm-hmm. the uh, so that is the, a- d- the director. Denied the curse. That is a natural progression into uh, what we saw over the weekend in a pair of Game 7. So it's funny that we talked about this playoffs and kind of the ups and downs and more downs throughout this postseason. But then you get two Game 7s in the conference finals. But it was two very weird Game 7s. Yeah. Like, the one is LeBron just taking right. over and the Celtics not making any open shots. And I think we all kind of felt like LeBron is winning this game. Fair to say? I You thought going in the Celtics were going to win? No. I Going into the game, I thought, LeBron, I thought the yeah. Cavs were going to win. And then around the second quarter, I was like, no. this game no. is just they, – both these games, they're just weird games and – Nobody's hitting three pointers. Nobody looks like there's any sort of rhythm or flow. And then all of a sudden, Jason or Terry Rozier tries to dunk on LeBron. I'm like, why? And then Jason Tatum does dunk on LeBron and then shoves him. I'm like, why? What are you doing? I like that game over. That was though. a good At moment. That yes, point, that was the, that done. was a good ne- moment. Next possession down, he hits a three. They go up by one. They score, I think, eight points the rest of the game. It was like I, sixteen to eight. The best part. What are you doing? To me, was Marcus Smart coming in? Well, just after. To yell. After the game, when the Cavs had won, and he is, he's incredible. The people out there that still hate LeBron, I mean, get over it. He never gets in trouble, and I know other people have tweeted this out, but never gets in trouble. He is the best player we have seen in this generation. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's the selfish jerk. He does stuff. I mean, granted, it wasn't the best approach with the decision, but he still raises a ton of money. For the Boys and Girls Club that's and other organizations. the funniest part about the, about the decision is that but it's the, for just, just the fact, just go back to him being 16 years old and on the cover of Sports Illustrated and his games were broadcast on ESPN and outside of people kind of raising an eyebrow, how does he have a Hummer already when you knew? Like, mm-hmm. well, it's just an advance from an age. Outside of that, what has he done? When you look at everyone else that's been in that position and how things have unraveled for him. The decision – to do the decision is the one outlier, right? Because it it stands in stark contrast to pretty much everything else he has done on and off the floor in his entire life, quite candidly, because his entire most of his life has unfolded in front of our very eyes. 
So that that was a mistake, and he's admitted it as such, and it's just it's he wouldn't again, do it again, obviously, the, the if he could. The funniest part about it is I think we all agree with what you just said. Like, yes, that was not a good idea, and yet at the same time it was – it still ended in a charity it, thing. It, it was it, it was it a just, weird concept. It seemed but. like – and it's there's still definitely something there, but it seemed like it was just a vengeful way to – I've had it with Dan sure. Gilbert and – I mean, breaking up with you on TV. Which sort of was proven right. Leads to the... Oh, did you see their heartfelt yeah, oh, oh, yeah. That was something there. <laughs> well, the it best, wasn't even a full handshake. It was like my, my get, fingers get, kind get of touched your of palm. Yeah, and, get well, out of here. The best was after the game when they're, all the players are in the like corridor being interviewed. By LeBron's the way, just laying on the floor. Oh, looking exhausted. I think David Gunnerman was the one that tweeted it out. from carrying these scrubs oh to the God. NBA Finals. With, and everybody there celebrating. I, I don't remember them doing the trophy presentation not on the floor. Was that new or is that just I didn't recognize it? Because it, that, uh, it yeah, seemed it weird to new. me. It seemed weird. But it was strange. All of a sudden there's LeBron just kind of sitting on the floor being like, all right, finally I can rest. It's like, oh, nope, i got to get it back up and talk on TV and take pictures now. Had they done the ceremony even on television no. before? Yeah. Period? Uh, I don't. I can't recall any. I know the trophies. I can't recall anything other than here's the trophy and that's it. The, I'm sure there has, and I just don't recognize it. It was just. I thought it was weird seeing, Ernie and uh, and who did it for you? Doris Burke probably did it for the ESPN yeah. coverage. Yeah. Um. Yes. Doris. Yep. Um. I mean, really, the the takeaway from the Cavs Celtics is that he he's just he's the greatest that we have seen in this era and generation. I mean, he's certainly – there's three guys, really. He's in the top three. Wherever you want to rank him, but there's no way LeBron James is outside of that. And look at the guys that were on the floor with him. And now it's funny, too, that the narrative keeps flipping, where it goes from everybody wants to play the Celtics because of the injuries to, well, there's a lot more talent on that Celtics team than we thought after they win two series. Right. And now it's back to – Yes, LeBron carried the Cavs to the finals, but look at the Celtics team he beat. Look at those four guys that were on the floor with him in crunch time in that game. And now repeat that that team is going to the finals. One In one. a close game, Jeff Green, J.R. Smith, George Hill, and was Nance on the, Larry Nance. Not, he didn't, Corver was out there, but – yeah. Corver and Nance, like Clarkson. That's the, was, oh, that's the combination garbage. of guys that are on the floor with him, and he's taking that team to the like, finals. Who's even the second? Like, with Kevin Love getting concussed, like, who the hell is the second best player? Jeff Green? Kyle Jeff Corver? Green's apparently a superstar. If, down, he, if, on who he if he hits a shot, like, Kyle Corver is your second? Like, that's. It's just how. It's how and why. And that, they're not uh, fun to so watch aside from him, though. I have. I want to. I mean, they'll probably be referred to as hot takes. I wouldn't call these hot takes because these are predictions I feel pretty strongly about. Well, but we'll get to it. We'll we'll get to it in a second. Hey, look, close, close. But um, the other one, the other one is the one that we're going to talk about for many more years to come because John Starks is writing (laughs) a thank you letter to Trevor Ariza (laughs) and the Rockets now. Because that is no longer the worst performance in a big spot. You can make the case that it's still Stark still holds the title because that was in the finals. Poor Trevor Ariza, man. But 27 in a row. He, How do you miss 27 threes in a row? Trevor Ariza played 42 minutes and went 0 for 12. 
So what they missed what was thirty-seven threes. Uh, just about ish. He hit shot. He was like three for something. He wasn't three over of seventeen. Three of sixteen. I'm probably worse That's than okay. that. That's even. close enough. Uh, just so bad. Uh, the other here's the weird thing though. Like watching it in real time, it was like every other shot was like, oh, that was okay. That one was bad, but. There was no, there was no rhythm to it. There was no flow to it. There was, it was all of a sudden, it was James Harden being like two of eighteen, oh, all of eleven from three. Okay, Terry mm-hmm. was here, zero of ten from three in, mm-hmm. in their game seven. Still at eight points. It just, it didn't look like it was. No, Fifth it looked like score. nobody was having fun playing with Harden at that time. Well, look, here's the thing, and you both kind of beat me up for this, but I was glad because glad that what I don't He's want to see, not necessarily. Look, that's where the league is going. It's just shooting threes, but there's you have to have an ability to adapt, and they refuse to adapt in that to game. To do it, like look at what the Raptors did, and look at what other teams have done. Like that's what the Warriors do, but the Warriors don't just chuck, and the Cavs do the same thing. But the Rockets, it's clear you're playing a wreck team. James Harden brings the ball down the floor, mm-hmm. pounds it into the ground for ten to twelve seconds, chucks up a three, or somebody else chucks up a three. So you would have recommended they deviate from that? I just don't enjoy watching that. Oh, well. I, okay. Did Mike no, that's fair, that's fair, though, because I think I would say you probably share that sentiment with uh, with quite a few fans that are watching. But, at, but look, at, at some point when if, you're – If when, they're hitting like, those shots. Like, let's say when you miss 14 straight threes. Maybe we say, hey, guys, uh, maybe James should start going to the hoop again. Or, because that know, was work- working, but – Go, go over go, and go over every possession. Every possession, they're bringing it down and just chucking up garbage and trying to get a foul. Their pick and roll lineups with Clint Capella in the first half destroyed the Warriors, who, by the way, looked like they couldn't have given two, you know, okay, about so the game. So we're going to get to that too because that's in the the hot take. At what point did you I start rooting for them then. to keep missing? When uh, I well, when, I want to see over forty at that point. No, Once I wanted them to score. When it, when it got to twenty, when Marv Albert said, "I think it was twenty or twenty-one," well, then way. I started counting along, and yeah. then it's like, "Come on, give me one more." And then with every oh, yeah, subsequent was, miss, he would add another O for last whatever. <laughs> and I'm rooting for every other miss because now it's all right now, and, and, and Golden State's <laughs> pulling away, and you can tell this is not going to be happening. Well, that for game Houston. was over with. Four minutes left in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. When they came back and took the lead and then hit another three. Right, it was the minute. To go to I think six, six. I think. It was, I think Once they hit six, it was teetering, and then Clay Steph hit, hit another three. three. It was Clay hit a corner three, and then I think the well, next Steph possession hit down. Was that the one on the moving screen? That was funny, too. Okay, well, here, funny <laughs> thing about that, That's not even a moving screen. It, that's a – That was weird. Well, they, that whole play was weird. That's that an illegal block too. downfield. It was bad. But here's the well, other thing, though. Steph does that play all the time. Yeah. As soon as he gives it up, he's getting it back and shooting. Right. But the uh, the James Harden no call on the the three pointer, he listen, banked it in. Listen, that's just a very weird play. It's the officiating is the reason why the Rockets no. missed thirty seven three pointers. God no, I just thought that was a hilarious miss. I mean, that's the whole. I see that of oh, the officials are bad. That's and, Rockets Twitter and for you. and um, what the Rockets are zero and six in playoff games that uh, are officiated by. Scott Foster. I, I believe the Warriors' record wasn't seven that much better, though. Yeah, Warriors were seven and seven, okay, and like thirty go. and six in all other Great. games. Um, but that, and then people, <laughs> I thought it was genius, and I thought it was the Warriors really embracing their inner like bad guy heel tag team 
when they're up 10 right and mm. they resort to the hack at capella and just say you know what <laughs> yes. we're not even letting you get in a rhythm we're just going to put him on the free throw line let him go one of two and uh, make sure what? this thing is over but it's just they, not as catchy but they started doing that with early six yeah. or yeah. seven yeah. minutes to go in the fourth quarter it's still a 10 point like you said a nine or 10 right. point game <laughs> we're putting this out of reach i think that that may have been right after right before pj tucker finally broke the uh yeah the streak and then they just like all right we're just gonna foul guys now if well, you I, if you think you're gonna hit shots we're just gonna foul clink i want well it's more like hey we're not gonna let them heat up and get going it's it's this i have the I same wanted to see it hit 40 and be like I uh, score like i wanted roy, them to hit the shot. i shots. wanted to be like roy mcavoy and tim and tin cup and <laughs> oh. just there you go another <laughs> makes me sad i feel sad for the players so i don't know why <laughs> what no I, to. The, the the funniest thing to me though is that uh all these people of like man if you know I, I think we probably all agree the warriors are winning the finals Stop it! No objection. Stop! Stop! Just stop! stop. I, just, I want to. I want yeah, to I know it. you want the LeBron best player to win. on the planet. So do so I. It's but tough to the go Warriors are winning him, the finals. But the fact that all these people, man, if the Rockets would have won, the Cavs would win the finals. So I, if the I team feel, that beat the best team out there won, right. the Cavs somehow have a better chance at winning. Here's the argument you can make for that: is the no. the Rockets get in their heads a lot easier? Stop. The it also depends do. how long Chris Paul would be out. Is there any? I, I I don't think we. I didn't ask you guys this after Paul got injured in Game Five, right? That they, was five, they win yep. Game Five. They lose six and seven. Game. Over. It was over. Then. You could, but he, he, here's what. And I kept waiting for. Uh, was it TNT? I well, kept waiting first for of the. All, let's take a timeout. What? That's the best crew TNT has to offer. Let me tell you something. Ugh. Those guys got to sit down too. Did you notice how long Weber and Reggie Miller are standing up? Maybe because they're they're they're, but anyway, I could do without either of those. Who else could TNT have thrown out there? BA is better than Marv at this point. I like BA. I'm Kevin Harlan all the way. Yeah, yeah. Iron Eagle. They could have thrown him on there. Well, he does radio for this, but Kevin Harlan probably does too. Kevin Kevin Harlan's my number one. But Kevin Harlan for sure, I would take him over Marv at this point. Marv BA is getting a lot, got a lot better at basketball. The whole Marv not understanding Harden's celebration that was hilarious. Thinking he lost the contact. That like smooth. Nobody even bothered. His Twitter was like, "No, you idiot! That's not what he's doing." I will say, I thought he was trying something new, and I thought he was going for like smelling blood. I, I, th- I didn't think he was doing his regular new he's done, nosebleed yeah, he's thing. Done it before. I, I thought he was mixing it up, which I wish he would have mixed it up. But he's got a new hairpiece, though. Marv. Yeah, mm. I was reddish. Well, he, I mean, here's here's how long is that mean, guy got left? How old is Marv Albert? Ooh, as hell. Seventy seventy six, I'd say. Seventy six. Mm. He yeah. I don't think he's past seventy five. Oh, I think. Oh, I hit it? boy, 76. He turns a spry 77 in two weeks. Let me just make this point about Chris Paul. When he got injured in game five, if you watch his reaction, oh, you, you could tell right away you how serious yeah. it was. He did not crack a smile. Nope. They win that game. He did not even nope. crack a smile. Nope. He walked went right to the locker room. After the buzzer sounded, goes right to the locker You could tell. And I. I it was kind of surprising because we've all watched sports long enough where you you interpret reactions to injuries based on players' demeanor and, and, and what's the look on their face. When you saw the look on his face, you knew it was serious enough. 
I was shocked that nobody else made that point that this thing is going to be a lot more severe than what maybe was let on initially. I think a lot of people were just hoping that he sure. was because Chris. Look, I'm not a Chris Paul fan, uh, but it was so much more fun to watch him be a part of this series. Mm-hmm. This it was an entertaining series basically until he got hurt, and I was like, well. You kind of sort of know what's going to happen, and then Game Six happened in the first half, and then the Rockets got in their head, and then Game Seven happened in the yeah, first before, half, and the Rockets got in their own head. Before we go on, let me just because you mentioned the <laughs> the Scott Foster statistics and the records um, with the two teams. For the record, ten thirty two p.m. May twenty fourth. Oh, did did you make Chris a prediction? Paul is done, guys. Those reactions were someone who knows it's a serious Good job. Injury. I had to get on Twitter. Um, Finally, we did it. All right, show's over. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Done and done. Wait, read that again. <laughs> he wants to make sure you were in line. Oh, verbatim. May, May 24th, mm-hmm. uh, 10.32 p.m. Proud of you. Chris Paul is done, guys. Those reactions were someone who knows it's a serious injury. What's your Twitter Good handle job. again? What's your, what's your God, handle? We're on the Shut same up. wavelength. <laughs> Why... Why does the NBA find itself with the officials are impacting things, the refs? Because it happened what? once. No, no, no. But hang on. Is Maybe. it Tim Donaghy? You saw Tim Donaghy? Yeah. That's that why. Saying? That's, no, but, that's but, what but, fuels it. But you heard it. about the but Jordan rules before, before that. that. Sure. Yeah. But here's my question, and I don't know the answer. I just It comes to mind because you kind of tongue-in-cheek talked about the Scott Foster impact. Why does the NBA find itself with that? kind of tongue-in-cheek or, for some moronic fans, serious comments about the referees impacting, wanting something, a a matchup over. And you don't hear that from baseball. You don't get that from the NFL. Why? Why do you think that is? Theoretically. Do they they like – Legitimately impact the game no, on a call. No, but you could call basis. something. Examine how the game is set up. Theoretically, yeah. is basketball not the easiest sport to sway with officiating? That's that's what I'm saying. I, I think on a call by call basis, it's either that or a strike zone in baseball. Which eventually someone's just gonna well eventually hit. You would assume you would whatever the strike zone is, somebody's gonna get a hit or get hits or hit it somewhere. Or if it's working in your favor, then. That's the result. It just feels like but on a call to call basis, maybe that's why. So that's why there are fan bases, there are fans that have this officials it's also, paranoia. I mean, yes, but that's also because fans are well, they're stupid. Idiots. I know, but y- yes, I, I I actually think you're right. I think yeah, I think that's why. Because you don't hear this constant like oh Ed Hockley's working this game. How he wants the Cowboys right. to beat the Packers. The other thing is nobody's keeping stats on on uh, refer on records of teams when certain referees. Oh, I'm sure they a, do. But they're not as I public sure. as sure maybe, yeah. but they're not as public as knowing that Scott that the Rockets are zero and six when Scott Foster are now zero and seven. Like that's it's not common no, I knowledge. Think it's zero six now. It's not common knowledge. It's something that you'd have to look up or know. That's, I think it's just it's more of an effect, an impactful thing. That that's the NBA is they can be more impactful, call by call basis. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so do we want to do? What about your hot takes? Are you saving? Well, those do we want to do that now, or do we want to take a step back in time and look at the last time? LeBron James was not in the finals. Which one do you want to do? Ashton was in diapers. <laughs> no? No, I wasn't. Okay.
How long does music play for? Is it a bed? It's, you, can, you got a solid three you minutes can right now. Tone it down a little bit. So it was June processed. 2010 was the last time we didn't have LeBron James in the finals. Who was in the finals that year? Celtics and was it Lakers? Celtics Lakers. Yeah, that was a seven game series. Right? Yeah. Um, what do you remember about 2010? Let's see. I was uh, going to be a junior in high school. That was the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup that summer. I remember that. That was summer of the decision. Yeah. That was the summer of yeah. the decision. That was uh, the summer of the Brewers winning the NL Central. Or was that 2011? No, that's 2011. Cash. So you don't remember that. 2010. 2010. I feel like something with that Apple. That was the recall of Walker here locally, politically. Oh, Madison, oh, the, the, the capital was under siege here in Maine. Feels like forever ago. Was it actually under siege or are you just saying that? No. Was, Did you see some of the photos? Of they were no, knocking down he doors and storming windows. It was six. Uh, he said the name. I didn't say the age this time. He did. I was. I was. <laughs> I was screening calls and you were six. God, I wasn't I six. I was, I I was, was getting called, called in. The, I wasn't I was actually getting called six. in the program, di- program director's office, accused of oh. signing the recall petition. Uh, some things never change. And some, some, what, of, you? some of our coworkers <laughs> did sign. Yeah, see, as it turns out, Ashton, my last name is very common in the state of Wisconsin. <laughs> I would have guessed that. If you look at the addresses, you would see it doesn't match up. Um but 2010, mm-hmm. just weeks before, as we take a trip down memory lane here, weeks before this finals, the last one we had without LeBron James, you had Simon Cowell exiting American Idol. Ooh. What okay. a day that was, let me tell you. Toy Story was like the number – Toy Story 3. 3, right? It was like the number one movie in America. Toy Story Garbage 3. Garbage movie, by the way. It's a garbage movie. Um – what was the other one? Was it Avatar that year? Garbage movie, by the way. Garbage, garbage, garbage movie. Oh, guess what else happened? Uh, Are there supposed to be like five more Avatars coming out at some point? Guess what else happened like a week before the finals wrapped up? You just talked about it the other day. Oh, Jim Joy. Yeah, that's right. I looked this up. Oh, yeah. Armando Galarraga. Actually, I think it was literally the day before the finals started. It was June 2nd. Started, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Finals ended like the 17th. Yeah. Perfect the beginning game. of June. The Saints were the champions in football. Mm-hmm. As you said, the unbearable dynasty that the Blackhawks kicked off started then. Uh, that was when we had the Sandra Bullock and Jesse James scandal oh, where yeah. wow. they got divorced after he was cheating on her multiple times. Uh, the iPad was released that year. Mm. The original iPad came out the God. last time LeBron James was not in the NBA Finals. Just think about that. Because there's been like 30 iterations mm-hmm. of the iPad now. That was also when... Just replay it. Yeah. That was also the whole late night thing with Jay Leno coming back and Conan O'Brien exiting NBC and then Conan O'Brien going on sabbatical. That was 2010. That was the year that they said, Conan, this thing ain't working out. We're bringing Jay back. Yes. So that so- summer, during the that was like the summer of Coco when he went on the tour... Leno had been nine to ten. Yes, or the yeah, and it was awful. Bad. Tanking numbers were bad. Mm. Networks were not pleased. iPad comes out, lost, ended as a series. I've did never you, seen thank it. Thank God. I did you ever never did you watch it, Scott? Um, no, but I knew enough. I, I watched the last episode. I watched the very first episode live, and I never watched after that. 
What do you mean you watched it live? You I, wa- were, like, I watched it real time. Yeah, I watched, I watched it in real time, the very first episode, and I never watched it after that. Side Glee. note, I'm a big fan of last episodes. Even if I've never watched a series, I kind of like will this philosophy. The, I will just watch the that last an interesting episode. Philosophy. What's it's the latest? Just jump right in. Yeah. yeah what's, the, what's the latest show you did that with? Oh, uh, keep going. I'll think. But do you have any music for us? That was the year of Facebook. That was when they hit uh, 500 million mm. users and basically started taking over. That's where you saw Wait. Facebook everywhere. The Facebook ads. And did more Social Network come out that on year? Facebook. No, I, I think, I believe that was later. And also, side note, all these apology ads now. <laughs> it's, well, they, one, it's just one ad. No, like I've Wells seen... Fargo's doing it. Facebook oh. did it. I believe there's another company that does it. Just stop already. Angry Birds came out that year. Oh, God. Angry Birds. Oh, this one I love really. Angry Birds. This one really struck There's me here. I still have Angry Birds on my phone. Um, one of the technological advances of 2010, which somehow I have yet to see anywhere, it was believed, and we started to see this put into production, washing machines without water. Those exist? Apparently they do. Did you know those exist? What is the... Wow. I think from a scientific perspective, don't you need the... Well, well it says it steamed? It just you like, load clothes, let the machine do the work, and then take them out to dry. However, that's how machine, washing instead machine works. of using water, you use tiny nylon beads that suck up stains. It takes up to 44 pounds per cycle. It's a lot of laundry. But if you uh, need to dry them, that the nylon polymer has an inherent polarity that attracts stains... Think of how your white nylon garments can get dingy over time as dirt builds up on the surface despite constant washing. However, under humid conditions, the polymer changes and becomes absorbent. Dirt is not attracted to the surface. It is absorbed into the center. This is exactly what happens when zeros nylon beads are gently tumbled with dampened garments. So you have to get them damp. So you Either do way, need water. This came about in 2010 and, and died like, in 2011. The it's article that later. I read, like this is the big idea of 2010. <laughs> I don't know anybody that owns a washing machine that does not use water. I've, I've literally had air came out. Literally never heard of that until then. This is like, wow. Oh, you know what else started? GoFundMe. Oh. It's been it's eight years old. GoFundMe. I feel like that's been Started a phenomenon. Started in 2010. Like three, I mean, LeBron years. James could use it now to buy new teammates to face the Warriors in the finals. Uh, the songs of 2010. So this will. Did you come up with that yourself? What? Did you come up? Oh, I absolutely came up with that right, myself. Come on. <laughs> Just like the other day, I tweeted out. I mean, I was really proud of that, but I'll get to it later. But uh, <laughs> tweeted about I was I was really glad to see the Warriors resorting to heel tag team tactics when. Despite having four All-Stars, three future Hall of Famers, and a 10-point lead, some guy tweeted at me and said, Interesting. Who do you think is in a Hall of Famer of that group, though? Kevin Durant. Still has zero rings in my personal record book. The music of 2010. Bad. TikTok by Kesha was the number one song. Bad. (laughs) Hey Soul Sister by Train. Bad. And the number one song at the time of the NBA Finals... The last finals we had without LeBron James. You know what it is? I looked it up, so I'm not guessing. Well, I hope I have the right one. Is it California Girls? It's not. Okay, I had well, Usher. Well, I was in that. I had Usher. Uh, OMG, maybe? Usher? Oh, and 
Was was number one for the the day or the week of the final starting? Maybe been afterwards. Uh, what was Usher's song? I think it was called OMG. I'm pretty sure. Also, he had like three on the top twenty. Of the uh, who cares? Um, Eminem put an album out like that week. So the last time LeBron James wasn't in the finals, Eminem was still relevant. He the released iPad. another album like this past week. Oh, I think. Good for him. I don't know. Eminem was still relevant. The iPad had just come out. We had figured out how to wash clothes without water. Except for eight years later, we didn't know that that existed. But and GoFundMe was around. But they had to be damp. And Toy Story 3 came out. How do you feel about the GoFundMe page? Or the GoFundMe website? I think it can serve a purpose. Can I turn the music down now? Yeah, yes, I think we're done with can. that. Yeah. I, I think it can serve a a purpose, but I feel like there should be some prerequisites there with how you do it. There has been a whole heck of a lot of exploitation of that page I, I just, or, or, I, or that concept. There's a lot of people raising money for some causes that you go, ah, that seems a little weak. So who do you put it more on, the people that are – I guess requesting you can't, the money or the people that it's it's another like you kind of blame the system because the system allows it to happen. Oh, John Wooden died during the finals too. June fourth, two thousand ten. John Wooden's a paper to rip basketball coach. Basketball oh, that coach John Wooden. What other John? Well, Wooden? I, he looked at me like he didn't know. No, I was looking for paper. Yeah, John Wooden died. Hmm. What a guy. There's no reason that we should not have been expecting LeBron James to make it, right? You should just pencil him into the finals until he is either hurt, obviously, or he retires. Until he's knocked out from the East. If he goes to the West. What do I say? What's my saying when it comes to LeBron James? I don't know. Especially in the East. Never bet against LeBron James. No, don't. You can't. The funny thing is, was all the... I don't know what good word, but all the the posturing when it came to the Raptors series because the Raptors were this new team, and I was included in this. I didn't think it would be a sweep. I thought it'd be Listen, closer. The the and absolute. The bed. It's hilarious. I know he's your guy, and he's a lovely man, but the absolute dumbest watch tweet I have ever seen was Chuck Swirsky saying, oh, "If the Raptors won Game One of that series, he they worked win for the, the Raptors. He's got to do that stuff." Please. Please. You say sorry Please. to Chuck right now. June 24, 2010, longest match in tennis history. John Eisner defeats Nicholas Mahut. 11 Mahut. hours Mahut. eleven hours and five minutes. That I was, was here that Right day. around worked, the final. I Didn't worked here that David day. David Schwimmer found love. Wed Zoe Buckman. Who? June 4th. This is, pop, this is uh, Hollywood. Oh, Harrison Ford and Callista Flockhart married during the finals. Megan Fox married Brian Austin Green from 90210. Michelle McCool, Mary the Undertaker, in Houston, Texas. How are you finding all these? Fifteen-year uh, age gap. Mina Suvari also got married that day. Whoa, that's a summer on that wedding day, season. On that day, on June twenty-sixth, you had Mina Suvari getting married. Uh, contestant from Sheer Genius, Janine Jarman, got married, and Michelle McCool and the Undertaker, two WWE personalities. And day. only the McCool Undertaker marriage is still going to this point. Mark Paul Gosler got divorced mm. that month. We said Sandy Bullock. That was a tough Sandy. one. Nev Campbell Sandy. also filed for divorce. It's a rough summer, guys. I used to like Nev Campbell back in the day. What changed? John Wooden passed. Yeah, she Isley. got old. She didn't accept your proposal. <laughs> Martin Isley of the Isley she Brothers said, Stop passed away. outside my window. She said, please Fine. leave. Please I'm leave. Who are you? <laughs> The restraining order kind of changed everything. 
Oh, and this wasn't in June, but 2010 was also the Masters that year where Tiger Woods come back after the five months of what happened in November, right? Hanging out at Perkins. On, uh, Thanksgiving Eve. <laughs> and the story that that has become. That's, a, that, that's another event where I remember where I was. Is there anything else you have to – I want to make no, a random comment no, unrelated make a random to – random comment because that the is – The shirt you're wearing – Oh, yeah. You're wearing a million-dollar yeah. man, Teddy. That reminded me. I once met the million-dollar man up. in oh. an airport. Mm. Oh, he was probably just – when was this? Oh, God, I was a kid. We During were going to Disney World. Um, probably towards the end of okay, his well, heyday. Okay, still active. Late um, 90s. You know – because that character was basically modeled after Vince McMahon. So Vince McMahon would just load him up with cash because he had to live the gimmick on the road. So if anybody approached him, a he had job. to be the million-dollar man and buy these people off. That is a sick job. I didn't come up Virgil was carrying his suitcases. <laughs> I thought that was a bit I, – I didn't, I didn't think that was necessary. Um but, uh, yeah, I met him. I, where were we? Charlotte and the Charlotte Airport, I think. There he was, mild-mannered. He was just sitting there by himself. I went over and said hello. And I don't think I got an autograph, but just kind of chit-chat. I'm a kid, you know, whatever. He, um, yeah. he came in here a couple of years ago when, when the Admirals do their salute to wrestling. It was, it was him and Jimmy uh, Hart was here too. Remember that on a weekend? Yeah. Were you part of that show? Not that one. The one um, it was him and Road Warrior Animal came in wow. here, and so I had him for like basically the first half hour of the show. Wow. They, they had no concept of microphones on the air, <laughs> off the air. Like I would. Oh yeah, why don't you tell us about this, Ted? And what was this like? And they'd start telling stories. I vaguely remember. And this. then I would start to like pitch to break, and they're still talking. I would have to go over and turn off the mic for them, <laughs> and you would like hear this, like I'm wrapping up, and you can hear somebody talking in the background. Like, oh, okay, okay. More after this. <laughs> you would think guys who you know had to make a living putting on a show. Well, this wasn't scripted. What well, I, I, I remember, do, so. I remember um, Road Warrior Animal too, because he is. Last name is Laurenitis. His nephew is James Laurenitis, the middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. He was a free ah, that's agent. A fun fact. He was a free agent you then. Didn't know that? His, no. his contract had come up and free agency, because this was like mid February. So free agency was going to start in like a month. That's all he would talk about during the break was that, oh, my, this, the Rams are bringing him in for this and he's going to talk to the Raiders about this and blah, 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 blah. Like, cool, sounds good. We're back in 30 seconds. So if you want to <laughs> just – and it's still just – all right, welcome back. And he's, yeah, then he's talking about uh, I'm only going to play on the inside. Like, oh, boy. Okay. I'm telling you, though, when you go to airports, you oh, have to – wrestling hotbed. You have – well, that. But you just have to keep your eyes open for celebrities. Oh, yeah. Just I, lounging around. I'll usually do a celebrity sweep as far as – no, I, I'll do that. I'll ask somebody to watch <laughs> my bags. That's a game show about no, cleaning. Celebrity sweep. When we're making a great game airport, show. I have somebody, hey, watch my bags. I'm going to go do a celebrity sweep. And I'll just walk the terminal. 
You have to look. And you, this and, is why Nev Campbell doesn't call you back. <laughs> it's, you, it's just that's a where random I first kid. Her. It's funny you bring that up. <laughs> it's, it's just the random kid too. Watch my bags. <laughs> Some eleven-year-old. <laughs> Watch your damn bags. <laughs> <laughs> and the, you, you, so have you? Who's the most famous person you guys have ever met in an airport, in an or, airport? or seen? I've, whether you had met them or not, I don't know. I've zero. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I can faces. name any. You gotta yeah, look zero. at faces. You have to study yeah. faces. Usually, I'm just trying to make the flight. I know uh, my grandparents were on a flight with Andre the Giant. Whoa. That's big time. Yeah. But he he had to be in, what, a whole row to himself? I would How assume. Do you, yeah. That's big time. Wow. I'm just telling you. I don't think I've Next met a celebrity in an airport. You've just seen one on an airplane? Nothing? No, I okay. don't think so. What's the worst airport you've been in? Yeah. Granted, I haven't flown as much as you, but it's easy for me, hands down. Um, nothing's jumping to my. Uh, you know what? I Detroit was bad, but they've renovated that thing in the last ten years. Now it's really nice. Um, I don't know why. What was your New bad? Orleans? Never been. Me neither. What I've makes only a been bad like four airports? But what makes an airport? Well, it's a bad airport. Really small. I feel like they probably say the same thing about Mitchell, but it's like New Orleans, it's an older airport and it's like it's kind it's strange where you walk in, you check in and it's just like one line that kind of wraps around and there's not much in there. I know. I, I New- didn't oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I would say I'm <laughs> so polite here. Newark. I flew out of Newark a couple summers ago and it's it's old. You can tell the seats are they kind of have that brown orangish theme Oof. of like the early 80s, late 70s. It's just cramped. The Toledo's seats are like that too. Plastic. It, there's no comfort to How it. How does Toledo just have an bad. airport? It does. It has a very small uh, airport and I I flew out. That was probably the best experience I ever had was Toledo Airport. Not the plane. The plane was a propeller plane and my size did not work out well on that plane. It was only an hour flight, so that's fine. But uh, you know the yeah. key is the Atlanta, emergency like row. Atlanta. You have to ask for the emergency row seat. No, no, no. This was a plane. There's that a had... lot of responsibility that comes with that. Though. That's oh, yeah. true. But yeah, you just shove everyone aside. How bad do you want the leg room? Uh, well, no, Plus, no, no. What are the odds, right? Not terrible. I always like. I mean, don't say that when you're getting on the flight. No, <laughs> take you out. Why do they that, tell you it... your your cushion can be used for a flow? We flew. It's only happened from... once. Well, no, but you know, we flew once from Milwaukee. To Kansas City. I did that when I went to New Orleans. And it's like a 45-minute flight. If you land in like a lake, maybe. What, I am, I, what am I going to need? Right. But that, that, what am I? I'm trying to think. Comfort. The odds of us landing in water deep enough where I'm going to need my cushion as a flotation device between here in Milwaukee and Kansas City, those are some pretty steep odds. I think you can they skip over that part. really have to overshoot their landing. That Reminds me when you meant uh, so when I went to New Orleans, it was for a bachelor party. Ooh, you've got another bachelor party coming up, don't you? Or is that over already? And uh, it was his <laughs> wedding season. Was Want to hear more about that for a bachelor party? Mm. And uh, the so we made the mistake of these bars in New Orleans stay open very late, so. We uh, came back on a Sunday afternoon, and we made the mistake of staying at a bar Saturday night into Sunday morning. The more we realized they're not kicking us out, the more we're like, well, let's stay and see. And it turns out 
it was open until like 10 in the morning. So we stayed at this bar. When did they close? What? When did they close then? 10 in the morning. I know, but then, or then sorry, when did they open? reopen at like 8 or something. Oh, what a hot concept. So we stayed there until like 6, 6 in the morning, something like that, and uh, made the mistake of just basically hour nap and go directly to the airport. The groom was not in good shape. So we were wandering around the New Orleans airport looking for something to eat, and that's part of why, like, this is terrible. They had a hot dog stand, a Subway, and a Zatarain's kitchen. (laughs) Wait, which one did you choose? I chose the Zatarain's because I thought, you know, all right, let's try it. You're in New Orleans. Yeah, you got it. So I got the uh, shrimp and grits. It was awful. I didn't eat it. I ended up throwing it out and going to the hot dog stand. That's my number one choice would have been hot dog stand. The groom, though, did the same thing and also didn't eat but ordered two white wines, so he's still drinking. We get on the flight, and there was a group. Uh, there was 10 of us. So we get on the flight, and we have it set up. Or no, there was eight. So we have it set up where there's two groups of us in the uh, three seats, three seats, and then the groom and another guy are two stuck with a random person. The flight's full. So we make sure, like a handful of us make sure, let's get on the plane now, get our seats, make sure we're not sitting next to the groom whose name we will not mention. So we kind of witness all this unfolding. And they're making the announcements of, please find your seats. This is a full flight, so make room. And he's out of it. He's sitting like two rows in front of us. Perfect view of his row to see what's happening. (laughs) Rather than being nice about it and saying, well, the two of us know each other. Let's sit together. These guys in our party take the ends. So the middle seat is open. And the groom is just like bobbing back and forth and like leaning against the seat in front of him with his head. (laughs) And this poor girl is the last girl to walk onto the flight, probably like around our age, maybe a little younger, starts to walk down the row and sees there's nothing Uh and has to turn around and come back, (laughs) makes the turn, gets to his row and looks over and sees him just out of it, like head on the seat in front of him and has to tepidly like, excuse me, can I move here and sit? So she's sitting in between them and we're just watching the whole time as we make the layover in Kansas City. He's falling asleep and, like, just leaning on her, and she's just horrified. So when we finally stop in Kansas City and people get off, he had gotten up to throw up in the bathroom, <clears throat> comes back, leaning on her. Oh, We stop in Kansas City, and one of the flight attendants knows, like, all of us are kind of together and comes back to our two rows of the six of us and says, like, one of you – has to get off the flight with him or we're going to kick him off. Like some somebody has to step in here and babysit him. Like I'm not Wait, I'm not paying for a new flight. She wanted to she kick wanted you one of off us. the flight. like literally kick you off the flight. He wasn't being a, a ruckus. Well what was he He was getting up quite a bit to throw up. He oh. was out of it and just well, like on this girl. I'm sure she complained. Okay. And they, like, made the initial speech of, you guys are going to have to, like, go keep an eye on them or we're going to have to ask you to get off and get another flight and clean them up or whatever. All six of us, like, 
I mean, he's my friend. I'm not paying 300 bucks for another flight. Wow. So if he gets kicked off, he gets kicked off. He didn't, but the whole time, all we could see, like I had the perfect seat because I was on the end, and I would just have perfect view of the aisle where he is in and see him just out of it and just all over this poor now, girl. Now, why didn't one of you You're going to say the same thing I'm thinking. seats no. yes. with no, the girl? No, no. I thought that's what that's the a courteous thing to do. Flight attendant was going to have you do. I don't want to get thrown up on. He's your guy. It's Turn him the away. The bigger thing is, why didn't the guy in his row that's in our group say, "Here, you move to yes, the inside. That, okay, I'll sit too. in the middle. This girl can sit on the end." Yes, and that, that's on him. That would I agree with that. But also, somebody's got to step up. And that's the closest I've come to getting kicked off a flight. Sounds like you deserve to be kicked off a flight. Oh, I don't. Are you still friends with that guy to this yeah. day? Well, and the girl <laughs> in the middle is now his second the wife. Girl in the middle. <laughs> yeah. No, the girl in the middle. I'm taking to a wedding in a couple of weeks. See, there you go. That's not true. Oh, that would have been great. <laughs> you really forced Ooh. that joke. And right there. Mm. That would have been All great. All right, so hot these takes? three uh, hot takes slash oh, predictions. I would not classify these as hot takes because I really believe I – mo- I strongly believe in two of these. The third one – It's getting less and less serious No, the third one, I believe, given the narrative we've seen – and the reaction that we've seen from the media towards one of the subjects I'm about to talk about, I believe this might us. happen. So there's three categories. <clears throat> there's the finals, there is coaching, and there is free agency. Which should I start with? Start with the finals. Finals, okay. And after I give these three, you tell me which is most likely and least likely. The Warriors will win the finals. And they will probably win in five games, but I think all five games will be very competitive and down to the wire. LeBron James will win the finals MVP award because he will average a triple-double and close to 40 points and carry the Cavs to near victories in the series that he'll still get the award despite the Cavs losing in the finals. I don't think it's a hot take because I think it's something that should be considered. What I don't think is that the, anyone will consider it. That matters. I don't think there'll be any sort of push for that aside from a select yeah, few but, people. You know, there's a bit of a groundswell right now based mm, on he, the they fo- love him now more based than ever. on yes. what happened in Boston in Game Seven. There's a there's a groundswell right now. There's more, and if look, if if Gold State wins this thing, would you say in five? Probably, yeah. That was what, what are the odds year? that that there's a player That's that just, jumps? Well, last off the year, page. last year it was KD. He just dominated he that series. That's not going to happen. I was going to say, is there any inkling that that's going to happen this year? So I, which may tie into I, some of the other topics. I did see somebody. Say, so Warriors fans and Warriors Twitter specifically love Steph Curry and don't super. Warriors fans love Steph. That's right. their guy. They don't super love Kevin Durant. They're Quit glad he's on their team. Stealing my thunder. This is more. T- okay, then go ahead. What is hmm. topic number two you want? What? Free agency or coaching? No, that's not what I was going to say. Well, then let's no, get I'm the free agency. I'm asking ag- you. Free oh, agency. You free want? agency. Free agency. Coaching. Kevin Durant is leaving the Golden State Warriors this summer. Oh, shut up. No, he's not. Where is he going to go? Houston? There is definitely something going on with that team. And one of the things you already talked – Steph hmm. is their guy. 
when you watch the Warriors and you watch that series with the Rockets, there is something there with the chemistry and something going on. But it still works. What do you see? Tell me what you see. Tell me what we should look Durant for. Durant is the odd man out in this. There's still KD and, or excuse me, Steph and Clay are the, still the Splash he Brothers. Still Draymond's still the guy. Every time there's a defensive breakdown, it's always KD mm-hmm. that's out there telling somebody what they did wrong. Even, what was it, game five, when they did the in-game thing where Steve Kerr is telling him, uh, look, here's something I got Michael from Jordan Michael. Thing, yeah. you got to get your teammates involved. His reaction to that even. There's something there brewing that I think KD is kind of fed up with this. He's gotten his – especially if the Warriors win this series. I need you to series, pitch me what he's Especially do if the Warriors win this series. I, I don't – He gets two rings, Go somewhere else. The most logical is L.A. Is he – what is his status, though? Is he, it a, he He's unrestricted? Or he, he's, he's got to yeah, okay, gotcha, one and gotcha. one. And he's already said he's opting out, but it was he's going to sign a new deal right, with the Warriors right. for even more money because that's the other thing. He's underpaid. Also, Clay needs a contract. And if KD leaves, it's easy to keep Clay. Clay's know. already said he's staying, though, for the most part. Like he's, He has said Kevin multiple Durant times. Kevin has already taken less money, and that was part of the I'm opting out to sign a new deal to Here's get why Kevin Durant my market leave. value. The one – Flaw in that theory is what you point out of there's only a handful of teams that have the cap money to sign them. I mean, the 76ers do, but that's KD will not go to the 76ers because KD will not be the guy there. It's still Joel Embiid. That's the number one guy. His ego KD could not handle what would Los, happen if he leaves me, again. No, 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 no. You, the first he part goes of your to Los right. Angeles, he's the guy yes. there. Right, but he already no, thinks right now no he's but. the guy. No, he doesn't. He knows. He is the best player he, on that he team, He thinks though. he's the best player on that team, but yes. he knows this is Steph Curry's team. He knows. Why can't I'll, both be true, though? Why can't both be it. true? Why he can't he, he – th- all right, maybe he thinks he's the best player on the team, but – I think he is also. He knows that others don't think he's the best yes. player on that team, and that will gnaw at you more than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. Sure. Never but, under No, hang on. Mm-hmm. Never underestimate okay, – let, let's say they win it. Let's say, well, he has two rings. Yep. He's going to get paid more money than he's ever made. What's the one thing left that he couldn't prove in Oklahoma City that I can do this as the guy right. – on my team, I've got the ring, so that there's a satisfaction there. Now let me go show you I can do it you on my own. You want to shut up everybody saying you rode their coattails and did it with it? Go to the Lakers as the guy and a team full of young guys and get paid that money in L.A. Oh. You're still in California. You're the guy Lead for the them. Lakers. Beat the Warriors that you left. Ooh. I like it now more than five minutes ago when you he proposed created he burner accounts because he didn't he like people trashing him. Go- Why would he You're leave? Right. You're making right. my right. argument. You're right. making but if he leaves, voice. He no, can no. never win in Golden State. Fine. But then if he leaves again, the backlash no, of no, you no, just no, left no, again no, after no, two years because no, no, you couldn't no, handle no. it. Because name me the superstars he's joining in L.A. It's not about joining no, superstars. Yes, it is. It absolutely is because what was what everybody said? KD's taking the easy way out. KD can't do it alone. Go to a young team and beat the Warriors. Narrative changes. Fine. What's the narrative now if he leaves? It's because the narrative could be something along the lines of, oh, I don't know. Oh, you couldn't get along with your teammates, and so now you have no, to leave no, no, again. No, no. Why can't that be the argument? About- if your narrative can be the argument, why can't mine? Because yours is wrong. <laughs> that, <laughs> the 
Yes. Okay. So he'll have that baggage of there you it's are moving on again. Well, no. If, if if he has to be chased by that narrative that you mentioned, that you're leaving again, you're chasing, you're li- whatever. The, you know sports too well to not give the 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 just due to someone's ego. I'm not arguing with the logic. I'm arguing that. Kevin Durant's ego cannot take another hit. He this can at is, least this bury this down. Boost. No, it. He, okay, he's okay. going to do it on his own. He has to weigh the hit, as you right. say, of of me leaving and the narrative that would come of that. Here he goes again, with the chance of the risk reward of that hit to my ego versus I Plus. go to L.A. I'm Plus. the guy. I win a world's title in L.A. by Plus. beating. And think of the reward Plus, to my ego this. for that. Think of this. I like this. It, like he, you want to save face? I can already see the statement from the Players' Tribune of Kevin Durant saying, why did you go to the Lakers? I got sick of hearing I couldn't do this alone, and now I'm here to change my legacy and beat the super team in Oakland and prove how great I am. I, can't, I literally can't get behind any of this. And couldn't you make the case I can't that in a way he's following him? Hang on. <laughs> couldn't you make the case that in a way he's following the lead of whom? LeBron. LeBron James. Isn't this the LeBron, LeBron model? LeBron joined a super team. I can't. LeBron joined a super team. Before and that, then I can't do it on my own home. in Cleveland. Right. Durant couldn't do it in Oklahoma City. Right. right. Go join a super right. team. Hold on. Hold got on. my rings, and now I'm now let me go back. prove why, I can do it. Why yep. did he leave yep. Miami? Yep. Why did he leave Miami? Pat Riley falling out. Why did he leave Miami? Well, what, why? What's the reason you're gonna say? You don't think he he saw the decrepit Look, stars image. next no, to him? No, 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 no. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> and decided, oh hey, there's Kyrie Irving. Hey, no. they have some assets I could probably find. No, you don't think that played any role? Kyrie in Irving was good. Chris Bosh was pretty damn good. Dwayne Wade was still good. I think he saw age. No, 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 no. And no. the Pat Riley stuff. I think that was both. Part, and part of it too was. This is how, look, I can control the situation. There is a good young player there, and I know this team has number one pick. We can trade that for another good player, but I also save face, and I come back to Cleveland as the savior. I'm no longer hated in my hometown. And is there This a- is how KD saves face. He's never going to be liked. He joined a super team and took the easy way out. So leave, do it on your own, and all of a sudden people stop hating you. And is there a bigger ego stroke than that? This makes so much sense. <laughs> You're scared right now. I'm not scared at okay. all. Well, my, you know what? My when confidence, this happens. My confidence level in this happening this, this summer happens, is 0%. When this happens it's in July. Five. Okay, so before we move on to what is it, a coaching one? Is yeah. that your thing? So you, you're, that. You're, saying, <laughs> you're just saying that this would never happen because he fears the backlash narrative that – there you go yeah, again. Is, is that? I, I just want to yes. clarify. Okay, I just want to. How can it get any worse? I would imagine that for him, it could get worse if he decides to leave a no. team that's winning championships. If he leaves a team that's winning, when people are dogging him for taking the easy way out and joining a super team, and he says, "You know what? I'm going to go join my. I'm going to start my own team. I'm going to the Lakers." Do you think I'm Kevin Durant assesses how and how much people dog him? Yes. 
Okay. Absolutely. You just said yourself he creates yes. burner accounts. That's my point. Then why would he create another reason? This He's, isn't a negative. He's creating another reason how? for fans to do it. How? He's like the how? only player that actually gets affected how is this by fans. A negative? How? I just told you. Because you left? You left a team that wasn't because your original fans, team anyway? Because fans will once again see him leaving. It doesn't. Okay, fans no. are not logical. No. Why Plus, would he create a burner account? This makes Kevin Durant a hero because what's the biggest – let I me finish. What's the, what's the biggest complaint from casual observers of the NBA? Why bother? We already know the Warriors are winning. If Kevin the, Durant the goes conclusion. Kevin Durant goes to L.A., let's say he gets DeMarcus Cousins there and they trade some of the younger guys for another player. Oh, I don't know. Now this is interesting. You have the Rockets – you have the Warriors. You what do you want if this happens? I will bet you something. What do you want if this like happens? It. This is legal yeah, now we'll in this country. This is happening. Look, Justin knows the ins and outs. You guys know the ins and outs of what's going on better than me. I just go from a psychology standpoint. If you are creating burner accounts, that speaks to what? You got one hell of an ego. I wonder when and you started are, that account. And you are conscious as hell about, like you said, what people are thinking, saying about. This is basically getting into a ego. relationship. With a crazy girl who's still kind of attached to her ex and as a kid with him, blah, blah, blah. That's not your family. That's never going to be your family. You need to go on your own and start your own. And even, look, never and here, never underestimate the power when of- Why did you come up with this? <laughs> why? What, <laughs> what? The KD thing? Yeah, why didn't Today, why? I just thought, like, you know good. what? Okay, just curious. You know never what? underestimate the power of the money, We keep guys. talking about LeBron leaving- we're overlooking KD, especially since we know he's opting out to get paid more. Uh, yeah, I'll get paid more, but I'm going to stay in Cali, and I'll get paid more to be in What LA. do you want if this happens? i got to think about it. But I, I, you know what? This is the one I feel most strongly about. idiotic. What's the financial? What's, hold on. I don't even want to keep talking about this. What's your coaching thing? No, no, no. Let me just ask because now I'm interested in this. What's the financial? Um, can... Can L.A., if it's L.A., can L.A. offer him more than what Golden State could? Um, how, how does this work? Just generally speaking, do you They know? can offer the same. Same. The because, same. Because uh, the, the Thunder Neither of them bird hold rights. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Neither of them hold it. So, again. So, if the money's a, a push. Yeah. Still in California, out in L.A. And just picture that. He wins a title with the Lakers need a star. Paul George is not that star. Kevin Durant is the superstar. And Magic Johnson, I mean, just think of those pitch meetings. You got Rob Palenka and Magic Johnson saying, Kevin, I mean, look at the history of our league. Look at the history of this franchise. Wilt, Kareem, Shaq, Kobe. We need our next guy. Mm. You're our next guy. There's going to be a statue of you outside of the Staples Center. Look in the rafters. 35 is going to be retired up there. I hope 35 isn't already retired. 35 is going to be hanging up there in the rafters. This is an easy sell. Hot take. This makes a ton of sense, and you know it. No, it you just don't want to give me credit. It doesn't make okay. sense. What's your stupid coaching thought? Um, this is the one I feel second most strongly about. Steve Kerr is stepping away, and this is the last season for Steve Kerr coaching the Warriors. Is this that is it for him. because of his back? It's a combination. There, like I said, there is definitely something going on there with that team. And the frustration that he showed in that interview after the first quarter, the back issue, which there's no profession 
that's good for but big back one issues. where you're standing but 90% one of the time where, well yeah. even sitting in those chairs on the sideline traveling and everything that he has to go through that it's not good and hmm. you kind of squeezed everything you can out of this look these dynasties don't last forever and if you look at it if you're Steve Kerr four years four appearances to the finals three championships best record in NBA history I did it but I'm gonna get healthy and I'm going to step away and I'll do TV once a week or something mm-hmm. and keep getting paid. But this is it for Steve Kerr. Would you amend that to stepping away into a role in the front office? No, I don't think he would do that again. I think he would make it. I, I think Steve Kerr goes back to TV. He was too good at it. I agree that he was good at it. I'm just curious. He a, does strike me back. as someone who. Plus, Steve Kerr has a lot of interests. Yeah. I mean, the influence of his dad outside of basketball. Who are the two guys that are always the most vocal and active about these things? In the coaching ranks, it's always Steve Kerr and Pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does strike me as somebody who is not quite – and ev- look, every coach looks like he's not enjoying life. But there's something there. There's a no, just no. I can't get over. I'm not. I'm you're still going back. Still to doing about that. Yeah. No. Well, I would say. Now, t- does one impact the other? I no. Don't, uh, no, okay. I don't think so. Because t- I think I think Steve is already gone. I think he's kind of made up his mind. This is it. I will say to your point about the de- demeanor. Uh, his press conference yesterday mm-hmm. after the game was was somber, solemn. Maybe is a better word. It was weird. It w- it was like well you know they. They got it done because he he made a couple jokes and he was like you know that's the worst half of basketball we've ever played it was. and uh, and then they still won and yeah well and, I mean look Here's, like wait hold on said, Here's, like let me said, let me say like this said, let me say this that'll agree with everything you just said sort of not many of them look like they're having a lot of fun all the time no but look there's definitely something brewing there and like we said I think if they lost the series I would agree with you more no. I think he would definitely – he's not going out with a loss. Same with KD. If they lose, then uh, I'd have to backtrack. But they're not losing to that team. No, I was talking about the, as much the, as the I Rocket love Series. I was talking about the Rocket Series. Uh, but, look, these dynasties don't last forever. Not in this right. modern age. I agree it's with not that. the 60s anymore where there's six teams and you can talk about how great Bill Russell was playing against 14 other guys. But it's different. And you look at this Warriors dynasty, it's not – it's not that they're on their last legs because they're still going to be the favorites to win the championship next year, too, mm-hmm. barring like LeBron going to the Rockets. But, I mean, that bench has gotten worse over the years. Who knows what happens with KD, and I think Steve Kerr knows that, too, and knows there is a major chemistry problem with this team. And we just see, like, look at the NFL when you thought, oh, man, the Seahawks are set up forever. The Spurs and the Patriots are the two teams that have bucked this trend and remain at that upper level. Injuries start to mount up. The the Warriors have been very lucky there, not only with their own health. I know Steph has missed time, but just go through and look at the teams that they played. I mean, the Kawhi injury last year. Chris Paul now playing the final two games in the Western Conference Final this year, not having to face Kyrie in the finals three, four years ago. They've had a lot of injury luck on their side, too, that if I'm Steve Kerr and I know the personal stuff that we went over and the health issues that he's already had and had to miss time, we win here. We get to four championships. We win three of them. This is the perfect time to get out. And the longer you're at the top of the mountain, 
harder it is to stay there. The harder it is to stay there because the rest of the league, year after year, is trying to figure out how do we do what they do? How do we beat what they do? So every year gets more difficult because there's less of a Which is what Kerr acknowledged about. in his presser yesterday. Right, and like dynasties always seem to end when you don't expect it. You think like, oh, the Warriors will probably do this for – let's say, six years. Who's going to stop them when you look at the contract situation? And it's always like a year or two earlier where it's either an injury or, whoa, I didn't see that team coming, and wow, that started a new kind of trend. There's still some juice left to squeeze in that orange, but they've squeezed a lot out of it. I buy into your Kerr one more than I buy into your Kevin Durant one, but it's still a low, 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 low level. Hot take. Does Luke Walton go back to the Warriors when Kerr leaves? And, or, does that open the door for Dwayne Casey?